it was either this movie or Judas and the Black Messiah. And I'm not going to touch that movie with a 10-foot pole. I don't want to be engaged <laughs> in that discourse whatsoever of uh, people trying to figure out just exactly how much of a fed I actually am. Yeah, I mean, you are relaunching the pod, though. So you want to gin up as much uh, <laughs> attention as you can. But no, I can, I can definitely see why you wouldn't, wouldn't want to go anywhere near that. Just <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I think... You know, it's bad enough if you criticize Chromatica by Lady Gaga. I don't want to know what K-Hive will do to us if we decide to uh, bring up that maybe Judas and the Black Messiah was neutered a little bit in its uh, messaging for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know why, you know, they wouldn't want to bring up certain aspects about uh, what Hampton actually believed in. Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, I really enjoyed watching that on HBO Max, part of the AT&T family. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing nothing going wrong there whatsoever. Anyways, let's talk about Stardust. You've seen stories of magical worlds. (laughs) Wicked witches. Flying pirates. And dashing princes. But never has there been an adventure quite like this. Everyone's talking about fallen star. Garbage in, garbage out. Hey everyone, welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. First time in a long time, so man, what a hiatus. Uh, Devin isn't joining me uh, this week. Instead, I have an all-new co-host, also going to be trying to fill the same emotional void uh, that exists in the podcast, so we'll see how that dynamic works. It's Grift from Grift Shop. How's it going? Hey, good. Uh, It's uh, it's great to be here. I remember I uh, guessed it on this show like almost a year ago now. Yeah. Uh, We did did the platform episode. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, that was great. Like... (laughs) What was that like late March, early April of 2020? Yeah. It feels like that was like early quarantine days. Like it it simultaneously feels like a completely other age, but also like not that long ago at all. Oh, for sure. I mean, I am willing to bet there's probably like, uh, so once this quarantine is over, what are you going to do for Cinco de Mayo? (laughs) Once this settles down. Uh, But uh, as anyone who's checking this out in the title should see uh, our main thing that we're going to be talking about is the 2007 film Stardust, which is a classic fairy tale setup with kind of like a modern mindset uh, and some kind of adventure elements thrown in. It's a pretty, pretty fun little movie altogether. But since we have someone who is, uh, I used to view myself as terminally online, but Grift and you know that whole side of Twitter, man, I mean, just it's not just not only never logging off, but like your alts never logging off either. That's a level of commendable i have to say for for everyone there so i'm really excited to talk about the other things and elements that have come out circulating uh surrounding both this movie but then also the events surrounding it because you know we're, we're all kinds of br- beaten up right now um just ever since hearing the news of course about daft punk breaking up that that's just really unfortunate to see uh everyone's like weird uh, older brother or older cousin who would get you a little too high and then put on the daft punk movie and talk about how it's so good 
Yeah, uh, just fond memories through and through. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to see what uh, crazy conspiracies come out of that image that they put out to announce that they're no longer together. It was like the hands making the diamond. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was like trying to lean into the Illuminati, whatever, like Masonic yep. imagery that uh, maybe maybe they're trying to bring it back to those old school conspiracy theories, given uh, given how things have gone That's these right. days. But yeah, they're, they're about to be killed. That's what we're thinking then daft and punk or whatever their actual names are are gonna get replaced by body doubles and then they're gonna go on tour that that's what's happening here yeah what if they are q oh now that that's (laughs) something that we could get onto here that would i think be like a a happy medium because like that would satisfy a bunch of uh you know blue lib dems who are hoping that q is a foreign agent and then a whole bunch of uh, uh, just you know radical right wingers who say, well, they're con- he- Q is connected into the celebrity world, but isn't really a part of it. You know, Daft Punk fits both of those types uh, just a little too well for them. Uh, nothing better than uh, them coming from a country with no known history of sexual deviancy whatsoever. <laughs> France, <laughs> lovely place, <laughs> from what I heard. <laughs> yeah, just the land of completely normal sexual appetite. <laughs> uh, well en- enough talk i guess about marquis de sade and more about this marquee movie huh oh professional hey. professionalism right there transition <laughs> so what's your initial thought your broad stroke impressions um so it was obviously trying to be like a sort of like princess bride ripoff and like the sort of style of humor and the elevated fairy tale tone, it felt like very much like a modern sort of update on that sort of, um, you know, the way to way to way to tell a fairy tale in a in a movie style. Mm-hmm. Um, but like so, and yeah, it it just like I think we were talking about this before we started recording a little bit, but it just felt like the sort of type of movie they don't really make anymore because it mm. had it it had a decent budget, but it wasn't based off of any huge property that they could cash in on as far as like the the marketing tie-ins and name yeah. recognition or whatever. Because like nowadays, if you're gonna throw any sort of money like this, I think the budget was around like. 75 million or, or a little higher than that. Yeah, which that is like, sounds about right. In in 2007, that's pretty decent money yeah. for a movie. And like, it definitely did come out in this time of the sort of like mid aughts where they were throwing a lot of money at these fantasy movies, trying to like recreate Harry Potter and stuff. It was in that <laughs> era where like every, every youth book like that had any sort of like purchase within the, the the mind of of a young person who might go see it was like just getting greenlit. Just <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, Chronicles of Narnia all the way yeah, through. Golden Golden Compass. Like, like the, oh God, the Golden lot, Compass dubious, movie. Oh. Yeah, a lot of dubious adaptations uh, slipped in there. Uh, the, the fucking Percy Jackson movie. Remember that? Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh that was that was that was bad. <laughs> but. uh yeah, it's um yeah, I mean o- overall pretty pretty enjoyable movie with some really like interesting little bits I'm sure we'll get into some some little turns by certain stars that you wouldn't expect that yeah, are yeah. sort of just really hidden gems. We'll go through the cast kind of as we run through the plot here, but major props to the casting director because there are a bunch of big namers that were right there before they got big and just applause all the way through because I think the biggest name at this time were like 
two secondary characters, probably. Of course, with Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer. But really rolled the dice on some relative unknowns, kind of being your your core cast. So uh, major applause to them on that. There was one uh, vlogger who I found... Because uh, surprisingly on the internet, Stardust, which is a movie that's oftentimes overlooked, uh, doesn't have like a whole lot of like heated debate or emotions online. You know, people mm-hmm. aren't overly fanatical about this. But there's one person I found who talked about how poorly this movie had aged. And that that just absolutely delighted me because <laughs> um, listening to the reasons and the justifications, it became very clear that this person who is younger, I want to say probably like 25-ish, doesn't quite understand the concept of something being subversive uh, in, in the sense that like in order to subvert something, the initial premise has to start off straight. Like in order to show, you know, why, for example, the female character is just as good as the male character, the male character has to assert that the female character is not as good as him. That that's kind of just how script writing and subverting tropes <laughs> yeah. and stuff works. And so when the entire YouTube video, which is like half an hour long by the way, like what we we'll, we might have a lengthy podcast. I will never have a 31 minute long highly edited YouTube video. <laughs> to, how much time do they spend producing that for the, like, exactly. half an hour of video, YouTube on this movie? My God, what, what are you doing with your time? <laughs> too too much. Too much is the, the long and short of it. So all of these examples given of like, look at the violence in this movie. Look at how it's reporting <laughs> these elements here of toxic masculinity. Look at how our main character treats this woman like trash. Which, again, since you know we'll be talking about the plot shortly, it revolves around a star, okay? Not... not <laughs> A, a woman so let's go ahead and just review real quick what in general critics kind of think about it versus audiences because on average this movie got favorable reviews probably like you know at six six and a half out of ten and audiences gave it like a seven and a half or an eight out of ten so in other words like everyone kind of likes it critics thought it was okay audiences thought it was pretty good there's not a giant disparity here this isn't Zack snyder's justice league for example whenever that comes out and it'll have an 85 to 90 percent audience approval rating and just a a truly abysmal critic score is is what i'm guessing i don't know what what do you think grift yeah it's you know this is just the classic you know like three star yelp review type movie which which (laughs) like like you were talking about like nobody has really strong opinions like nobody is ever going to leave a three-star yelp review it's either all like one like i'm gonna fucking burn this establishment to the ground or five this is the greatest movie ever all time i'm gonna make my imdb list of <laughs> like of these uh these these, these 10.0 movies but yeah this like I can see why it's sort of gotten forgotten a bit, despite the sort of unique elements that you were talking about, like with the cast and with the with the sort of star turns and the, and the little little bits. It's it's funny that you that there was a video that someone was trying to cancel the movie for being for not holding up as far as like wokeness or whatever. Because I mean, for a film that came out in two thousand seven, I honestly found it like pretty progressive and like you said, like subversive in the way it it played with those tropes in in some some really interesting ways. So um, it's just yeah. It's just, so funny that some like of course of course some like gen z like youtube person like was like this is this is why this is problematic and this is why this matters (laughs) like yeah 
to give people a frame of reference, um, this is the same year that like the first Transformers movie came out and that 300 came out. Okay. Like the politics of this movie is at least like five years more developed than that. Uh, those other, you know, blockbusters at the time. So, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like easily of like, yeah, this could have come out during the Obama administration, despite, although there's like, it's very like PG-13 horny. I oh, oh in like, uh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the, um, in the like rating, like the MPAA reasons they gave for the rating, they described it as risque humor, which is like <laughs> the perfect way to describe that. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, it has like very mm. PG-13 violence and stuff. Like you're yeah. not going to get like the hard Definitely a, a, like a little bit like cheesier and campier than Pirates of the Caribbean, if even. For sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I guess, you know, let, let's go ahead and just kind of talk about the plot. Because as the movie opens right off the bat here, you have Ian McKellen, Magneto himself, Gandalf himself, <laughs> narrating this thing. And I was like, oh boy, this is great. Because he's like the British Morgan Freeman. Like he's the, the person you go to when you need something <laughs> narrated in a fairy tale. Like, sure, why not? He's available. Instant gravitas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he broke up his photo shoot with Patrick Stewart in order to try and make it for this <laughs> recording session for the movie. So good good for them. But our movie opens on the town of Wall, which is in England, right? It was England and not Scotland. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a town in England called a uh, Wall. <laughs> because there was a wall there it's a little right on the nose <laughs> you know I, I guess it's no different than like what we do here in the states where you we just call it like walton or something yeah l- literally wall street <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god i wonder if the town of wall is doing okay now in the 21st century or if a whole bunch of gamestop bros have invaded and taken <laughs> it over only time will tell um, there is two different almost universes then like this is like a hidden kingdom but it's also like a different world because the, the there's a hole in the wall that acts kind of like a portal between places yeah and it's funny because the wall itself is not very high like I think my first note is was like why why would they just go through this little gap that's guarded by this this uh this like gatekeeper guy who as you see later he can he he's he's pretty um skilled with his weapon of choice uh so like <laughs> And the wall only looked like to be like five feet high or something. So I was just like, why would you not just climb over it at any other spot that doesn't have a hole in it? Like it, maybe it has like magical defenses or something. I think that was supposed to be the implied thing, but it was just sort of like it was sort of incongruous just how short this wall was. I mean, I, I almost put it into a, like a reason I enjoyed this movie because it's like, why? Why would we build a tall wall? What you need to know is that there's a wall. So here's a wall. It works for the purposes of our story like it could be any height and then like you would just say well like get a bigger ladder so in that case yeah. then we got this broken down wall set that we're using for i don't know a downton abbey prequel or something so <laughs> let, let's go ahead and make it happen um but in, anyways so like uh one day of course this young guy who's played by prince caspian uh speaking of uh fucking ben barnes himself uh goes in and he's able to like evade a guard and he's able to go into this magical kingdom where like he goes from the small township area to like a bustling marketplace 
uh, I, I don't know, a festival was happening or or what. I was getting like uh, almost like a Mardi Gras vibe to it, the the party that they were going to. And maybe it's just because I've, I've missed the past two Mardi Gras because of this pandemic. But uh, again, feeling nostalgic, just like, <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh, to be around people in a drunken establishment place and to possibly be dying of scurvy. Uh, this seems <laughs> fantastic. What, what a time to be alive. So anyway, uh, this kid, this guy meets a enslaved princess. And because it's a fairy tale, you go by fairy tale logic, enslaved princess, of course, then what's the fuck the <laughs> earthling stranger? Just cause... like right, right in her like gypsy wagon there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> shut, shut that door. Just get it on right, right in the middle of the town. No one's going to know. It's like the, <laughs> it was like the fucking like gypsy bang bus or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do it while this guy watches. That's actually what this wagon is for. You see, it's all exhibitionism. Yeah. So yeah, the the princess gives him like a, a glass flower that will come come in later, uh, and she's like, yeah, uh, and then he leaves, right? So again, fairy tale logic. Nine months later, <laughs> knock at the door. What do you know? It's a baby. Well, like, what are the father's rights on that? Like, it's just sort of it gets dropped off. It gets all pawned on him. Like, you know, this 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 is how uh, online like men's rights movements start. <laughs> I can see that. At least in this world, it's still, you go by the fairy tale rules. So anytime <laughs> people have sex, it leads to pregnancy. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no sex for fun in the fairy tale world, you know? No, it's no, that, deadly that, serious that, matter. The <laughs> <laughs> entire time, you're just thinking of, like, your ancestors and your lineage. Like, that's supposed to be what happens. The actual romance is the hotly holding hands with each other uh, <laughs> from two separate beds. That That's what's supposed to be the, the highlight of your night. Um, and so then you jump forward again, uh, 18 years. So there's like a couple time jumps right off the bat here, but we finally get to the old king, right? The, the old king of the magical kingdom who, of course, cause of fucking course it's Peter O'Toole and his most like dementia riddled <laughs> fucking role. I think I've seen in a while talks about how he, uh, needs to have an heir. So what the first of his male descendants to get a ruby that he throws is uh, going to inherit, which I, I, I would love to know the origins of that weird game of fetch that takes place between family members. Yeah. And the brothers are also all killing each other. Like there, yeah. Like he was yeah. like, "You're the four that have survived. There were ten of you, but you're the four that are left." <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like, like it's 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 so it's so absurd and over the top, um, and sort of, but but also, you know, that's that's some political realism right there. Uh, all these <laughs> contenders for the throne just backstabbing each other. It was it was a Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones a little bit, <laughs> little yeah, little little. little black pill there i am excited does i can just now imagine uh, the the, ki the king leaning in and just be like septus you exhibit real girl boss energy please <laughs> to, to inherit my kingdom slay slay queen because <laughs> oh one, one of his sons is also uh mark strong who i don't know if you recognize him but he's yeah. like now become like the go-to if you need a british stern guy 
because he is able to rock the bald head instead of the ridiculous wig that he's wearing in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd used to him being like bald and stuff. So to see him with the the flowing the flowing locks was <laughs> was a trip. He uh, he he plays Merlin in the Kingsman movies. The the director of this movie mm. also did. So yeah, Matthew you know, Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Just way way to hit your wagon on that, huh? Just be like, I'll be in your dumbass fairy tale movie, but I'm gonna rake in some blockbuster. M- money later that's what i want i want my own funko pop action figure is what i'm expecting to happen so the king throws the ruby by the way like so far into the sky that it hits a star like that's the belief in this magical world of realism he's just on his deathbed and has like <laughs> just casual yeah, you know just- effortless <laughs> imagine what an arm that guy must have had in his prime you know just hall of fame <laughs> material right there yeah. <laughs> just John Elway slinging the rock is what's happening. An elderly Patrick Mahomes is what I'm witnessing. Um, yeah, so I, I get that it's magic, though. You know, you throw the magic ruby in the sky, magic ruby will hit a star, whatever. Congratulations to Fairy tale logic. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's not to mean that, like, oh, yada yadding over some important stuff, but like, this is all set up to make sure that you understand that this is a fairy tale world in which we're living in. So we uh, check back in with our hero uh, who is played by Charlie Cox before he's famous. So, you know, we're dealing with daredevil himself here, which uh, was real weird to not see him be a blind guy with a cane walking around like, because uh, I thought for the longest time in the Daredevil TV show that when he's kind of staring just off camera, that like he's trying to pretend that he's blind. I didn't realize that that was just like how his face actually looked when he's just staring <laughs> off at something. So <laughs> I was like, wow. So that's a really excellent acting choice. The that he's doing acting this. is really, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh no. He just, he just looks like that. Slightly bug eyed. He's slightly oh, like well. bewildered at all times a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting because he, you see, is, uh, in love with this chick named Victoria and Victoria is like the hottest lady in the small town of wall, which I'm guessing probably only has like 50 people in it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's a yeah. you know thriving community. She's played by the woman who was the Baroness in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. So uh, if you remember <laughs> uh, Channing Tatum's hot lady friends from that movie. Can, cannot say I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad that you had a life and better things to do. <laughs> Especially on repeat on FX at like one in the morning. When oh, you're, you know, just, just, yeah, sure. It's four hours long because of all the commercials, but I guess it's worth it. I'm not going to change the channel. Whatever. Yeah, I, like, F- like FX does have those um, periods where they'll play the same movies over and over again. So I must just have what was a time when like, I just, I just remember from like like college, just like sitting on the couch, like hanging out with people and just the same movie on FX would just come on over and over again <laughs> or everywhere like multiple multiple nights a week or some shit (laughs) (laughs) it was it was uh the worst just hands down i think but uh so he loves victoria uh victoria though loves humphrey who is played by henry cavill in just you know a blonde ass wig blonde ass mustache i did not realize that was him at first 
it was it was pretty <laughs> unrecognizable. <laughs> like yeah. it's also I think like most importantly like before he got Superman swole, which was mm. then way before he got like the Witcher jacked, which is what he's done. <laughs> Thank you, Zack Snyder, for starting him down that path. <laughs> it all it all comes back to, to him. Zack Snyder introduced Henry Cavill to protein powder, and now he won't <laughs> stop talking about how you can't trust women in the Me Too era. <laughs> like, it's a good time. It's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Our, our boy Tristan, he is he is so fucking blue pilled right now at the like because he like loses his job to like care. He he he's he works at this shop, and it's it's sort of interesting. Like when he's sort of uh, she's sort of like um, he's he's trying to explain that he wants to be bigger than his aspirations. He had an interesting line. He's like, "I'm not a shop boy. I'm just working in a shop." It was very like temporary, embarrassed millionaire mindset. Oh yeah. But then, oh yeah. <laughs> but then he he so he's working in this shop, and she comes in to like buy some food and stuff. But then he like offers to walk her home and carry the stuff, and he just loses his job because of that. Just cuts out <laughs> of the middle of the day to like walk her stuff home, and it's like, <laughs> damn, d- dude, like he's incredibly cucked like out the gate here. He is like a walking stereotype. Like he would become memeified in the 21st century is what it is like there, there would be a picture of him somewhere on a message board that would go just crazy because <laughs> yeah. uh man what a what a poor guy but it's okay though because he talks to his dad about like his absolute just you know shit head of a day and his dad's like well you know it's time i finally told you something your mom is from beyond the wall yeah there's this whole thing it goes over there uh she left this candle for you it's called a babylon candle it'll transport you to like wherever you're thinking of i guess yeah i mean that's basically how it works and so it's like, of course, Tristan does this absolute bullshit, which is, again, some of the most cuck shit in the world. It'd be like, oh, well, you know, l- let me uh, try and figure out what- what's going on there. Yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the Chad Humphrey versus the Virgin Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I guess that's the other thing, too, is that like Tristan witnesses the star falling and then says to his, his local love, like, hey, if I get that for you. Will you please not fuck Humphrey? And yeah, because she she's like, she's like, like Humphrey. Yeah, like Humphrey's going one town over to get me a ring because he wants to marry me. But I'll go get this star for you. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, again, he is he is so he is so blue pilled. It is ridiculous. I need to make sure we were reading, you know, kind of the same vibes here. Um, there wasn't a chance in hell that Tristan was gonna fuck Victoria, right? No, like- absolutely not. <laughs> like he was straight up in the friend zone, like. Like she was, she was, she was just toying with him. She was after the Chad guy for sure. He had, oh, no, yeah. he had no shot. Which I mean, objectively, she should be. Like I don't know too much about Humphrey, but if Humphrey's not the type to ditch everything so he can carry a basket of groceries home for a girl, <laughs> like yeah. good for Humphrey. <laughs> I, I hope you're doing well there, buddy. So Kristen lights the candle. He flies off into the magical land, but he's intercepted and he lands in a giant crater where the the star had fallen and wouldn't you know it the star is a lady uh, the star's name is Yvain. You have Claire Danes in the role. So uh, Carrie Matheson from Homeland is the the fucking star. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> it's it's funny how she's like she starts like glowing over the course of the movie. I think it's explained that she's just gonna like glow more and more because you can't hide that she's a star. Um, but yeah, Claire Danes cannot help but play glowies. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, 
uh, it was strange because when I was watching it, um, my partner Devin uh, was just asking, like, so, like, where do I know her from? And it's like, I honestly don't know because I know her mostly from Homeland, and that's it. I've never, you know, watched an episode of Homeland and thought, you know what I could do for right now? Some more Claire Danes work. <laughs> yeah, like, like, this, this is enough. Like, I'll take... Like, yeah. uh, I mean, those first couple of seasons of Homeland were were pretty good, but... Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's also... I might need to rewatch that in a non-super lib mindset because I'm pretty sure I'm about to get some like zero dark 30 kind of vibes from that shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- this role went to her. She beat out Anne Hathaway, Scarlett Johansson, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Jessica Alba uh, for this role, which is, you know, good. Now, did she beat them out or did the other actresses turn it down or was she just willing to do it for like next to nothing? I have no idea. You know, like who knows, like with the real Hollywood. Was this a Harvey Weinstein situation? We will never know. (laughs) (laughs) How did she get the role? (laughs) What did she do? (laughs) Oh, my God. Just where's that level of reporting? You know, just to be like, so Claire Danes for uh, the 2007 film Stardust. did, uh, Did you suck a dick? Did you get fucked for? this role is that what happened we're, we're trying uh, to hold people accountable here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, how, how much would it suck by the way if uh it was like claire danes was like yeah no like i i, I had to give him a hand job and that was awful you know it, just the worst thing in the world and then like meanwhile the actress who plays uh the the mom of tristan you know, the gypsy woman at the beginning uh just if that woman was like I had to do so much more for oh, so God. much less of a part. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Oh, <laughs> this God. is ridiculous. The exchange rates are not the same. Yeah. Like, I get it. All trauma is trauma and it's bad. But, like, why was yours less? I don't understand what yeah. happened. And, and, like, speaking of the mom character, there's some, like, weird Oedipal shit going on. Because he, like, at first thinks that the star is his mom and he's, like, he, like, he, like, uh, gets transported there and is going so fast that he knocks her down and it does like the classic like guy falls on top of girl and it's awkward but then he's like mom <laughs> and like <laughs> and it's just like uh, and then and then it comes and then yeah as we'll probably get it the mom comes back later and it, it has that same like he actually has actual sexual attention with the person playing his mom who's still young so it's like yeah, it, yeah it's some it's, 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 yeah there's some there's some little subtext there I mean and based on the the fact that like his bloodline i mean like if they're all killing each other they all might be fucking each other like it's not entirely out of the question to imply that a little bit too you yeah know? when like, in stormhold do is the the stormhold <laughs> do <laughs> kill your brother fuck your cousin there we go it's the stormhold way yeah uh, <laughs> god damn it they're they're uh you know uh, i don't know their newsletter whatever the fuck you would want to call it just uh the daily storm Holt, but it's uh just talking about the crime statistics uh over in the little storm Holt region I, 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 thought you were, I thought you were gonna say it's it's called the daily storm <laughs> 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 oh no! <laughs> uh, 
The storm is coming to Stormholt. That's yeah. right. Just cue propaganda everywhere. Um, so our hero guy, Tristan, he now realizes that the, that the star is, in fact, uh, a woman. So he does what any white guy in that time did when they encountered the exotic culture, uh, chained it up and tried to bring it back as a trophy. Uh, you know, <laughs> true true tradition there and i appreciated that level of realism it helped ground <laughs> me for the rest of the film um because the we're then introduced to another party or group of people um and that's three ancient witches who have decided that they are going to eat the hearts of stars because they know stars are people and that hasn't changed their worldview entirely <laughs> of how they they think things operate but uh yeah they they decide to eat the hearts of stars so that way then they can basically live forever um for normal people it would be living forever but i think for witches it just kind of expands their youth because all of the magic comes like at a physical price for Mm, them okay you know that's uh, like the the whole um motivation for um for her, for 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 the witches to try to get the star, I it if if it, it felt a little like, uh, sort of like very like sort of like retrograde fantasy like oh the the evil witch just wants to get the magic thing to become young again because of you know toxic feminine vanity or what whatever like Im- yeah. Im- implied uh motivation there was there um <laughs> but uh but it, it really is like who are you trying to impress right now huh michelle keller yeah your no, sisters that's, that's it like she's literally trying to impress her sisters because when she turns young again to try to go to, to find it and to like um to to i guess like blend in or whatever uh or yeah. to, to like to, to to go forth to to find the star she becomes um she becomes young and then she strips and then shows off her like body to her sister so it's like you're do you're trying to become you're trying to get this like you know youthful like body so you can show off to your other sisters so yeah. it's like don't know yeah. don't know what's going on there <laughs> The second incest reference point that you could have here. I, I I don't know necessarily like how to best phrase the next part here because now you morph into the you know the witches are on a quest for the the star, uh, the princes are on a quest for the ruby that is the thing that hit the star that then now the star wears around her neck. So they're also indirectly then after the star. And then um, Tristan is taking the star to go see Victoria because, you know, he's decided like, why else? Of course, the star is a real person, but whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I just met what is the equivalent of an alien and I still am trying to get my dick wet. It it all tracks. True. True to form. Classic fairy tale magic here. So uh, the star, Yvain, then becomes tired and Tristan then chains her up through a tree and promises free food. But then you're going to need to help me out here. Where did the unicorn come from exactly? I just, in my notes, I have just universes, like unicorn versus goat. Like, like just that, <laughs> that there was at one point, uh, a, the, 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 like, I think initially the unicorn comes out of the woods and finds her. Okay. I don't, I don't know if it was said where it actually came from, but at one point, like the, the unicorn charges a goat and like hits and like, <laughs> and, and just like, like head butts it. And the, this is like one of the, like one of the funniest bits of the movie or just like the goat just flies across 
the room. Like I may be jumping ahead a bit, but like oh, I just I, I couldn't fine. I couldn't help but bring this scene up just because like the way this goat like I guess it dies on impact and then it just falls to the ground and it is like like lifeless goat carcass just like crashes to the ground <laughs> was just this really small moment of like just of of uh, physical humor that really <laughs> that really got me. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that people don't think about just how violent a horse with a giant spike in its head yeah, would be and what it know? would do if it charged like full speed at a goat <laughs> like oh. in, in, inside of a farmhouse <laughs> just eviscerates it is unfortunately what happens <laughs> um, so uh, yeah so she the star then wanders to this inn that one of the witches uh, has constructed, this witch being Michelle Pfeiffer's character, uh, has made as a trap, which, you know, like that seems like a pretty useful spell potion. I don't know like what exactly it is, but, you know, how many Twitter leftists do you think we know that would abuse this to build out like a commune overnight? somewhere just like in the middle of nowhere oh my god like, i can't even yeah. imagine some of the some of the sick shit that would result from that <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 doubt sick shit would happen i'm just saying there are dozens of people that i think we're mutuals oh, with that's, who a, that's like, a given <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what no that sounds great we'll go it'll be fantastic <laughs> what do you mean there's no wi-fi oh my god i'm so bored hold on let me <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just like reflexively pulls out their phones all the time but just there's no wi-fi to connect to so it's just like a reflex like <laughs> oh, shit. a lot of people checking the time right now huh uh, strange <laughs> weird with that going on uh i'm not sure how group chats would work would that just be everyone getting into the tavern at the same time and then trying to have a good time all together yeah Who you know knows? hanging out in person the, the original group chat <laughs> oh those people don't want to hang out with me well i guess it's because they're ableist huh <laughs> yeah that's why <laughs> your hidden bigotry is showing as you go associate with all your friends over there well i'm in the fucking stable with a goat that talks to me for some unexplained reason um sorry sorry uh back then i guess to the actual uh stuff at play here tristan then winds up going to the inn as well because uh the princes of course are on their way to figure out what happens so he kind of hitches a ride with one of them um and then the uh witch ends up uh I don't know. There's a confrontation that takes place between the witch and then the the first prince, Primus, who Primus is talking about, you know, what he wants it for, and he's uh, talking about like, oh, well, you know, my dad, what a guy, which is just a weird thing to start like talking to someone about. It's that it's that like, Joe Biden shit. Like, come on, man. Like, my dad, my dad knew how to use a stone. Like, <laughs> see, I actually got like more Hunter Biden energy from this prince in particular. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, no. he would definitely try and fuck in that bizarre copper bathtub if oh, he thought. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it would work. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so the the witch, of course, kills one of the princes, and then um, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but like when they bleed, they bleed blue. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I, 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 they never like referenced it specifically, but it was just this little visual gag that kept showing up. Like the literal, literal blue bloods. Yeah, it was great. 
<laughs> I, I thought this is wonderful. And it probably also helped out like with the uh, the sensors at the time because it's not actual blood you know it's not red blood it's all blue you show someone getting his throat slashed open but as long as he bleeds blue it's fine <laughs> i guess yeah that'll that'll get it past the church ladies who do the rating for the mpaa <laughs> <laughs> um so tristan and the star are able to escape because they use the last bit of the babylon candle and they both think of home so uh tristan of course thinks of his home and wall and then the star thinks of her home in the fucking sky so they land on a cloud platform because of course because it's a fairy tale movie this was a moment where i was just like that's right fuck me for trying to take this movie seriously (laughs) thank you i needed that a real good heat check moment for me um they are captured by pirates led by their leader captain shakespeare uh which is uh portrayed by robert de niro in a uh a generational performance oh yeah oh my Uh, god just like I think, I think you said like to 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 just first of all to, not, to see him not sleepwalking through a role, like mm-hmm. I, I think he, he's he's done a little more stuff like recently you know like the Irishman or whatever like stuff that's actually back to making real movies. But there was a time in like the mid aughts where just everything he was in, he was you could tell he was just there to fucking collect the paycheck and get out as soon as possible. Just give it yeah, what, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, meet the Fockers three. Oh, <laughs> oh great. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Or bad grandpa with Zach Efron. <laughs> Fucking whatever, dude. Okay, um, fine. <laughs> but yeah, this like this role is the complete opposite because he just fucking sends it like he fucking goes for it um yeah the introduction to him is like this is like some real brutal pirate captain guy and uh i want i honestly wonder how much of the role he initially fell in love with because he was trying to get some of that pirates of the caribbean money or he mm. thought like it might be like the next franchise so it's like well if i can't be barbosa and i'm too old to be captain sparrow <laughs> so uh captain shakespeare sure yeah let, let's do it um but turns out that the the brutal pirate captain actually has a heart of gold what 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 a joy <laughs> good for him oh my god uh it, it's not quite a caricature when you know he he code switches you know, yeah, uh, yeah. but it it is a I think a loving portrayal of that because it's not like oh he's actually a fraud like he doesn't know how to be a captain or anything like no he lo- he knows how to do all of this but you know instead his actual personal life of what he wants is fashioned in London <laughs> and very frilly flowery type things and uh, uh <laughs> just the, the comments the the slight lisp he adds on to it uh just the um, again much more effeminate style portrayal uh i i really thought was something that like i would have expected in my circles for that to become like a more of an icon than it was hmm. you know like why why doesn't this person have fan cams built around them on tumblr or something like uh you, you i at least that's what i think i don't know yeah. what, what did you think well, about I, it? I feel like may like in the right context in the right movie nowadays this could you know it would it would be instant meme material like that one you posted from the podcast account with the with the putting the makeup on compared to the joker oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah no this, this would like in in the contemporary like um, memetic uh, o- online economy like it would it would 
there there's definitely a lot of uh, potential uh, gifts that, that would come from him i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah the what the of him uh dancing in the mirror when the when the prince comes in like that that yes. that, that moment was just ugh, like <laughs> just yeah stage stage perfectly just very very good um comedic time yeah, I, yeah. I, uh the best thing was at least for me was that like uh the reason he's doing it is because uh, his father was a, a feared super pirate and he didn't want to disappoint his dad. So he took over the family business, <laughs> as he calls it. And he's just kind of been going through the motions ever since. Yeah, literally just like keeping keeping the crew in line with performative toxic masculinity. Like, like when they when they uh, when Tristan and uh, Yvain come in, he, he, he pretends he's going to take her into his cabin to, to rape her. Literally. Like the like yeah. the implication is like I'm gonna go rape her now, but then like <laughs> it's like no, but but then but then uh, he pretends to throw Tristan overboard, and then they just sh- like they uh, show up in his cabin, and, and then he and then he code switches and, and is the effeminate um, friendly <laughs> captain that that you were talking about. But it was it was just kind of funny how like overt the implication was. And and it mm-hmm. was it, and and it and, and it did end up being performative. So it was like that sort of interesting little little bait and switch subversion there. That, yeah, that, that YouTuber really probably well. yeah. Like if I if I had watched the full video from that YouTuber, I'm sure it, that would have been one of the complaints. Like, oh really? Look at what the pirate captain says about this female lead, huh? Ah, can't believe this. Al- this would make it in this movie about pirates doing what pirates. Pirates did <laughs> just fucking uh, whatever. Just literally I, missing the most basic like like uh, <laughs> subversion possible. Like it's it's so obvious. Like that's that's what they're they're trying to do with that, and just goes completely over the head of someone who's just completely wrapped up in whatever whatever like identity politics lens they're viewing it through. <laughs> well, because I mean, I I really think Disney brain has. Disney adults specifically have taken over the pirate aesthetic, you know, uh, like, like I understand that pirates were probably a little bit more woke and a little bit better than like the worst of the pirates were, you know, like, great. They, they were able to allow people without hands to work. So they were accepting <laughs> yeah. in that way or like they, there were pirate queens too. Sure. Again, girl boss energy, but to be like, there was no raping or pillaging with the pirates. Come on now. What sort of... Oh, I can't believe you would spread the slander about Blackbeard that he would kill innocent people. Like, uh, come on. How how, come on. How, how, how dare you uh, You spread um, um, uh, lies about a, a, a POC like Blackbeard. That's <laughs> extremely problematic narrative. <laughs> I mean, you know, the legend says that he would twirl his beard into like candle so it's not that far to think that he's like some white guy with beard dreads instead <laughs> <Yeah>. going on <laughs> he's got one of, he's got a koofy beanie on he's got like he's got like a koofy pirate hat <laughs> uh, so uh <laughs> well the, the, in terms of the the plot then so 
like over the course of I, I guess a week because th- he says that he'll drop them off but you know he needs to run other errands at the same time so deal with it because he harvests lightning that's like his profession of what he does where he smuggles lightning which uh, you know i mean like i'm not sure fully how electricity works and i'm you know of course in texas where we don't seem to get electricity as often as we should but um uh th- this this seemed like a it, just an interesting economy and bit of world building because like they don't explain really what it's for or what it does and i just appreciated that because that would have been like another 10 minute venture into like a world pointless world building for world building sick yeah it's the world is an in like you said they don't explain any of it and it's like an interesting sort of like it's pretty unique mishmash of of it's it's got some fantasy it's got some sci-fi it's got some steampunky elements with the flying pirate ship um and stuff oh, yeah oh steampunk the, for days yeah and yeah. the and, and the dress is sort of all over the place like you like you have the sort of medieval aesthetic with the swords and everything but also like a lot of the guys are wearing like tri-corner caps so it's like just sort of a, a European like a Renaissance through enlightenment smorgasbord of aesthetics. Oh, they uh, go through uh, the course of the weekend. Like Tristan gets a makeover. Yvain gets like a new dress, uh, which is, I guess, cute. Tristan's hair is long and he knows how to fence now. <laughs> So it's like, oh, look, he went from a boy to a man. Just some, some real. I also felt incredibly called out with uh, his hair length and style. So I was like, this this is uh, 2020, uh, 2021, rather. Like, this is this is some bullshit is what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I mean, here. like, <laughs> I, I can I can I can relate to the the hairstyle he's going for there. That that uh, lockdown hair for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was actually quarantining for 11 and a half months all he the way through. Was. Was. like he uh, training on the like you know quarantining in the sky training training his uh swordsmanship and growing out his hair pretty much <laughs> like <laughs> did, did any of us really spend quarantine any any other way <laughs> uh, it is great because later when he confronts humphrey you know uh it's like what did you do for your week like oh you went and you got her a ring oh <laughs> well you were out being a simp i studied the blade kind of a moment you know uh <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Inspired a lot of mall ninjas (laughs) everywhere. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the prince, who's like the last surviving prince, because he poisoned his brother towards the beginning of the movie, and he now has like this chorus of all of his dead brothers by him, which I, I mean, I think like... That's probably just like the best possible role for an actor. Yeah, just just chilling, playing a ghost. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get you, you get like a CGI version of yourself made. You have to wear those like motion capture balls on you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're just vibing. Yeah. Okay, we need a shocked expression. Oh no! Oh, I'm dying. Oh, okay, that's lunch. Great, cool. <laughs> I get paid fourteen thousand dollars a day for my appearance here. I love the. The actors guild you know just uh what a time what a time um he finds out though that the star will grant immortality uh if he eats the star's heart so he's now not only after the necklace to prove that you know he is the rightful heir he now also wants her heart same thing as the witches because he wants to just live forever which you know um good goals i i suppose for a potentially evil king I'm not sure. They all kind of have this like lovable moral gray area motif 
and uh, I, I'm really am a fan of that. So, uh, Captain Shakespeare's ship then drops Tristan and Yvain off. They confess their love for one another, and then they fuck at the, uh, the marketplace. You know, uh, they they rent a room out probably by the hour if i had to guess yeah and, and, then, and uh, like the way the way they revealed their love to each other was that he gets turned into a mouse by the witch and then she and then when she's like sort of like taking she's taking care of him she uh oh God, she, she right. uh, uh, reveals her true feelings because she doesn't think he can hear so fellows if you want a girl to uh tell you how she really feels uh turn into a mouse that's tried and tried and true that's uh <laughs> That's that that that's that's how you'll get uh, the the you know what how she how she really feels about you. Create a mouse Twitter account, you know, in the bio. Just put like I'm a mouse. I really love cheese. And then uh, DM your crush, <laughs> being like, by the way, how do you think about this guy? Huh? What do you feel about him? I'm definitely not him, so I can't understand it. But go ahead, tell me in depth, please. What's up? They'll think it's real cute, and not at all creepy. <laughs> That's my biggest fear, by the way, is that like some socially unadjusted person, you know, the type that mostly listens to like movie podcasts, is going to take some of this advice to heart one day. And, uh, yeah, either I, I don't need do that. like you know, if they're, if they're following in the footsteps of uh, movie Bob, then they would definitely take that sort of advice. <laughs> I would love to become known as like leftist movie Bob, oh, but just <laughs> just care, yeah, bit, uh, 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 like a like a bit Twitter account like a like a like yeah. a novelty account where it's left as movie bob <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised no one in our circle hasn't made that one already <laughs> <laughs> it's too cringe just right off the bat uh yeah no one can it's like uh you know a, a lemon tart pie or something that's expired you, <laughs> you don't really know you just think it's really tart uh, all the way through i think i could pull it off though uh eventually when i when i buzz off my hair i'll just let you know like my stubble grow out to have like a Lazy, drunk, Irish, uh, Bostonian-style goatee that he has. <laughs> Put on some sunglasses and like an overly green background. I, I, I would be a dead ringer for him. I think I could, I could pull that off. Yeah, you, you would. You would well. uh, that's a perfect outfit for bothering women at uh, Comic Con. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> just leave me to it. Give me me them forty-five minutes in a room together. That's also all I want. As I keep on describing to them repeatedly as they walk away from me. So uh, if I remember correctly, like their room uh, gets like really bright. At one point, like, as we're talking about, like Tristan and uh, Yvain, as they're fucking or you know loving each other, and to that, I just really want to know, like, does that mean that like the star kind of has like a strobe effect going? Does it look like club music? Is it in fact like a Daft Punk uh, reunion tour <laughs> that we're hoping for? Is that is that what we want, or you know, is it something just uh, more bizarre, something purely meant to drive hate into the hearts of the epileptic and make them feel not wanted? You know that that's that's uh, what you, I'm trying to. You 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 definitely wouldn't have to um, plug one of those uh, um, room light things under your viral Twitter post because you would just have the star right there in the room with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I would love it. Tristan just becomes a streamer and's like, babe, I need you to stand right in front of me, okay? Yeah, I, my my O ring light isn't working for me the same way. I need you to just uh, spot me on this one, please. So man, I'm 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 trying to remember what happened next because they all just kind of start fighting. 
Like there's like yeah they, yeah yeah. So like he he cuts off because the whole thing he was trying to like get like the the part like 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 the star to bring it back to to get the girl. So he cuts off her hair and then goes to bring it to her. But then he finds out that she's gonna die if she goes into the real world so then he like that's right because it turns to rocks yeah yeah so then like so then he's like oh shit i can't actually bring this to the girl that i want i have to go back and tell the star who i just ditched who i literally just hit it and quit it that if she like follows me then she's gonna die so then oh yeah and left the most cryptic message in the fucking world like oh my god to that poor asshole down there (laughs) classic movie miscommunication like yeah yeah he couldn't couldn't even have left the note yeah, not like, hey, I'm going to wake you up real quick to tell you this before I leave, because I don't want there to be a miscommunication. <laughs> so he he goes uh, and he's trying to get back to uh, Yvain. She, though, thinks that she's been abandoned, rightfully so, because, again, cryptic fucking message. And she decides to walk towards the wall, which is like a weird thing to be like, well, I'll just meet him at the wall. <laughs> I don't know why she would walk towards the wall, though, if she thinks that she's been abandoned. It's that fairy tale like logic we- again. It's 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 not to be questioned. <laughs> you know, yeah, we we can't because uh, ultimately, then you get all four parties colliding into the one spot on the wall. You know, you have um, uh, the the witches, you have the prince, you have Yvain, you have Tristan, you have Tristan's mom, and then the side witch. The, the you know B plot story that ultimately doesn't really go anywhere, but you know it's important, I guess. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, uh, so the witches kidnap Yvain and then they uh, uh, take her to the witch's manor, which I think the witch's manor is made like in the crater, right? Of uh, of where the the last star was. Yeah, I mean, it looked like yeah. it was like a hollowed out thing and. Very like Adams family style mansion almost on the inside there. Um, and so of, of course it, you get again into more fairy tale logic of uh, Septimus and Tristan decide to unite forces together to try and kill the witch, uh, at least for the time being. And then once they break inside, Septimus realizes that Tristan's mom is his long lost sister and they're like, whoa, I guess we all are related. And, you know, the ghosts in the background, of course, are like losing their shit. They're like, wow, this seems pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're just um, a constant peanut gallery the entire time. Like the ghosts are just riffing in the background the whole movie. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> What's their podcast like? You know, I, I want to see that. The, my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother and me, <laughs> I think is the name. <laughs> Can't be any worse than the thing that Bruce Springsteen and Obama are getting ready to make. Did you see? Oh, oh I saw some headline about that, but I have not looked into it. But it looks yeah, super cringe. Yeah, d- d- don't yeah, don't want to go into like a super tangent, but you know, like unless it's a podcast about like how much do- doing cocaine and also drinking is cool, like I, I really don't want to listen to it. But that's also two things that I think Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen have in common. So. Uh, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed for that eventual episode uh, would would definitely be interested in seeing it. Anyways, anyways. So two of the witches get killed. However, uh, the last one, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, who like as she's using magic has gotten 
older and older and older to this point. You know, like she started looking uh, very old, got ate the heart, got super young, like a de-aged Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, not quite as good as like an Ant-Man and the Wasp when they de-aged her for that. But it definitely was the best that 2007 had to offer at the time. Um, made her uh, all hot. And then they slowly again aged her up as she's using magic. So by this point, she's looking close to being on death's door. But she uses a voodoo doll of Mark Strong Septimus. And then, you know, uh, he dies. He drowns to death. Because you can drown a voodoo doll, which that's voodoo doll logic, I guess, right? Yeah, that. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, like my 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 notes here. I was just sort of like in this big sort of fight they have inside the the, the witch's castle or whatever. They the 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 different like um, powers they use. Some of them are super underpowered, and some of them are super overpowered. Like they, oh, yeah. they uh, <laughs> like the like that zombie, like 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 the like. Like the like the voodoo doll that that you mentioned there, it was that was one of the most overpowered things that like you could have. Like it, they immediately <laughs> brought it out, and then it's it's game over. Like you just start like breaking yeah. his legs, breaking his arms, and before like she like hit him with like the like force like like it was it was some star wars shit like they, they were like throwing they were like using the force type equivalent to throw oh, like yeah, giant yeah. like like vases around and like there was like a force lightning and they were conjuring fire and stuff but it was all like super ineffective like it wasn't having like it like wasn't hurting them at all like he got he got hit by a huge like fl- flamethrower dose and he was just like batting his clothes off like it was he'd just been singed a little bit <laughs> and then she just breaks out the voodoo doll and it's he just he just starts like hovering in the air and his limbs start like twitching and he's immediately dead <laughs> it, it that scene i think if it were made today uh, would become an anime sequence. I think <laughs> yeah. is what would end up happening. Oh, it was total you know, like yeah, just... anime battle showdown. <laughs> uh, I do know um, that it's become something that Charlie Cox has had to deal with in, in later work. But I guess in one of the sequences where he had like a giant vase thrown at him, um, it ended up actually hitting him so hard that when it broke, it knocked him unconscious. Oh shit! And so he's developed like concussions, <laughs> migraines, and stuff uh, uh, ever since then. <laughs> Which you know, like uh, bad day for that production assistant who you know fired the base <laughs> at Ch- uh, Charlie Cox. My God! Yeah, I'm sure the um, uh, insurance rates that the pr- studio hired just flew through the roof (laughs) Uh, i hope it was on the last day of filming i hope it was on the last day of filming (laughs) um so and tristan it looks like they're going to be trapped inside the witch's castle because like oh look she's now like super op but then in like a weird almost superhero line she's like tristan what do stars do (laughs) (laughs) Like they shine and then like uh, just like hug and then the power of love emits a bright burning white light that uh, completely just obliterates any trace of the witch, which is uh, man, man, what a role, what a role uh, to to have the the power of love did this. So um, I don't know if this were a Disney movie, I guess Michelle Pfeiffer's character would get a prequel. Like yeah. uh, like Cruella, <laughs> you know. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, because they like they, they they it was um Maleficent. Like they they like 
oh, something in that vein. And then, yeah, like Cruella is just the the ridiculous. Uh, we're like we're gonna we're gonna plumb this this concept for the umpteenth time, but it's actually like <laughs> like you know the the the. So the subversion of making the evil witch as the main character, like you could, if done right, like that could actually, like you know, that could that could be a decent tale. But it's just the way that Disney's <laughs> doing these live action, like quad, like they're not they're not remakes, but they're like they're 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 using known properties, but just like making a character twisted mm-hmm. or whatever. And like particularly when it's like the woman is like, oh, oh my yeah. god, we gotta we have a twisted woman now, and it's just like. It's like you're 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 trying to be you're you're clearly like trying to do the whole girl boss thing, but it just ends up looking like not very empowering or whatever you're trying to trying to go for. It just looks like just sort of you know just like hollow and not really not really saying that much. Well, like media always has this problem constantly all the time with like their source material because you know like these these properties are more or less in the in the public domain. Like uh like like uh Sherlock for example. That's the reason we get so much. Sherlock and also King Arthur and Robin Hood and all that kind of stuff is that they're in the public domain. So like, uh, did you hear about the Netflix TV show, The Irregulars? No. Where it's uh, about a group of troubled street teens (laughs) who are manipulated into solving crimes by the sinister Dr. Watson. Oh my God. So, you know, like, they're like, fuck it, we'll reskin anything. It's the, it's the fucking uh, uh, Riverdaleification like, of the, like, American, like, movie and TV scene. <laughs> we had a chance to, you know, mock Archie back into the nether realm, and we didn't, and now look at what's now, happened now to us. It, it's it. unavoidable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so then in kind of the, the wrap up mode here, it's left to Tristan's mom to explain how the rights to airship work, but essentially he's the last male heir. So congrats to him. He's now the king of the land. So Yvain will be his queen and, uh, all these tropes that were, uh, subverted and deconstructed are then fulfilled again. You know, it's the double twist. Now we can still get the happy ending. Now that you know, like, fuck you for taking this movie seriously. Now here's your happy ending. Yeah, we get the... Like, the oh, great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like the completely <laughs> conventional fairytale ending. But then I love that little moment of like all the characters are in the, like all the people are cheering in the crowd when they're crowned. But then Robert De Niro's character just winks at, at uh, Humphrey. Henry Cavill and then like oh yeah yeah he he seems like he's 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 with the the girl that Tristan wanted at the beginning but but he was um, unable to to get in comparison to Humphrey but like Humphrey seemed into it like he was he yeah, was yeah. he was digging what Robert De Niro was putting down there <laughs> he didn't seem too happy he could with have his, looked away yeah. he, he didn't want he didn't, to yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then in narration, we're told that like after 80 years of ruling, uh, they use a, another Babylon candle to ascend into the sky where they live as stars, which, you know, congratulations. Uh, I would have paid like a thousand dollars though. if they had needle drop featuring. I always feel like somebody's watching me roll as the credits rolled. You know, just, I just, that's what I wanted. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that, that that's the movie. So, I mean, I guess it would be better if you're going with a name of Stardust. Like if it was all David Bowie music, that would make it probably a little bit more sense. But uh, if it can't be that, then then th- this was good. 
Listen, uh, David David Bowie was actually a Nazi, and therefore all his music is canceled. So oh, we can't, sorry, yeah, we, 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 we we can't be having any of that. <laughs> 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 i love the like uh david bowie had sex with a 14 year old and you know all of that's incredibly problematic but he was a product of his time you have to understand that in the uk it's all different you see blah 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 like, uh well okay fine uh we'll, we'll just use under pressure then i guess that seems like the closest to david bowie you can get without <laughs> just <laughs> starting a shit storm huh Wow, but uh, yeah, so that that's the movie, everyone. We, we kind of ran through everything, had a couple detours that, that was pretty great. Did you have any ideas on like what you would want to see in it or how to improve it or anything like that? Honestly, I just wanted to see more of, of uh, Robert De Niro's uh, pirate character. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want him to have his own movie. Yeah. Like that, yeah. His, his origin story or some shit. <laughs> like, no, I want the yeah. sequel. I want a sequel. It's Robert De Niro and his... Henry Cavill yeah. as gay pirates. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god! It, oh, but oh, just the just a a a, 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 a grooming pirate adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that is the thing. Like I keep forgetting is that like Henry Cavill and all these characters are supposed to be like eighteen. Like they're supposed to be like teenagers, yeah. you know. <laughs> they're doing all this, so it would for sure be grooming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Problematic age gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, well, thank you so much uh, again. Uh, I guess I don't need to thank you. You know, you're the co-host yeah, now, I'm, so uh, like, I'm, I'm along glad for the you ride. did your job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the get back in the grift shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need merch, goddammit. Come yeah. on. Um but get to work on that new logo. It's, <laughs> it's coming along. It's coming along. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I feel bad because like the only big thing, at least in, in pop culture, that I don't think um that, that's been bothering me that we haven't quite been able to touch on is uh you know throwing a reference into Joker Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah. j- just just popping up, you know, uh, at least on the day of this recording, um, man, Joker Jesus has taken over all the airwaves, all the airspace. It, it's been a hell of a time, hell of a ride for, for us here. Want to know how I got these thorns? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have never felt... Um, <laughs> Just a more sense of dread, I guess, than anything else. You know, when I think about what am I going to expect out of a movie, like it's <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Like yeah. there, there's no way that I'm going to have a fun time while watching this movie. But you know, uh, I, I guess that that's a discussion for another point later on. Without further ado, then Grift, uh, do you have anything to plug? What's going on in your world? Uh, just you know, Grift.shop. That's that's the website. Uh, you can check out uh, merch there. Uh, pick up pick up something if you see anything you like. Uh, I've been doing this new concept uh, where I have like a pop up shop tab where I'll have new stuff that's available only for a little while. So ooh, uh, ooh. I, I yeah, I've been doing you know I did a collab with that. I, I just I, I I did a little uh, I did a little collection for Rush Limbaugh's death that way. So. 
I'm try, trying the model of, uh, of limited limited availability runs of stuff. And it's been working out pretty well so far. So uh, yeah, nice. stay, stay nice. tuned for, for next installments in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that should be great. For me, just, you know, find all my stuff in the show notes. So uh, until next time, deuces. Peace.